0: Mill, yummy mummy, geriatric mum. How the f- did that happen? Hi, I'm Sally Wallace, and welcome to my podcast, Adventures of a Geriatric Mum. Okay, I know what you're thinking. Why the name? Well, it's a label that I've been slapped with recently, so I've decided to embrace it. But don't worry, it's not all sawnips and stretch marks from here onwards. As a former radio presenter, public speaker, and someone who's a huge advocate of keeping banter alive, each week I'll be sharing life observations with a twist. Random questions, subject matters that'll blow your mind. Like, do we really eat spiders in our sleep? Am I the only woman who walks around with crystals in her bra? And why is it that my husband's clothes and socks are so much more comfortable than my own? All gripping stuff. Find me on Instagram and Facebook at Adventures of a Geriatric Mum. Something has brought you here today, and I think it's because we're on the same vibration station. Thank you so much for having a listen. I really hope you enjoy it. Oh, hi there. Oh, hi. 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 <laughs> Do you know what? I think that hi is so cheesy. Hi. Hi there. I don't, I don't know why. I wish I said it like that all the time. Hi. <laughs> Hello and welcome, welcome, welcome to Adventures Ever Geriatric Mum. I'm Sally Wallace, your host, and this is my podcast. I, oh bugger, I'm just actually having a look out the window now and I think the delivery man's turned up. I don't know what the hell I've bought. I don't think it's for me. <laughs> do you ever do that? You know, when you you sat and you can sit at the front of your house and you see a delivery van, and you're just like, oh, I don't remember what I've bought. <laughs> Literally, because you're fucking shopping all the time. You can't remember what you have bought or what you've got going to get delivered. Hmm, maybe Scott's bought something. No, maybe it's just not for you. No, it's not for me. This one's definitely oh, hang on, he's coming to my house. Oh, shit. Oh, this is another thing. You know, when you get a delivery driver and obviously the neighbours aren't in and then they think they'll come and knock on your door and you take the parcel. Do you take the parcel? I do. I do take the parcel I must admit. There's been an occasion where I haven't done cuz I'm either in the shower um, or out. Um but yeah, no I will. I will do ta- I do take the parcel. Oh, there's another question for you then. Do you take it round to the neighbor or do you wait for them to come and get it from you? Just you sit there and think well it's not my fucking parcel. They I've done them a favor by taking it in they should come and get it. Or do you go round and go this was delivered from you for, sorry for you earlier so I thought I'd pop it round. Oh, I love these questions. I love these questions. Do you know what? If you genuinely want to answer me, make sure that you get hold of me on social media. You can drop me an inbox at Adventures of a Geriatric Mum, which is on Facebook, or you can even message me on Instagram as well because it's just so much fun. I, just, I love, I love, I love, literally love day-to-day shit like that. I find it fascinating. Right, this is episode 53. Episode 53, bloody hell. And I've actually decided to call this episode Confessions of a People Pleaser because this is a conversation that I've been having Uh, with a couple of friends recently to be honest with you and it is uh, I am an ex people pleaser I uh, don't get me wrong I can still find myself doing it every now and again and I have to stop myself in my tracks so if right now you're thinking, what do you mean by people pleasing? Come on now. We're all worldly here, aren't we? So you know what a people pleaser is. Somebody who just says yes constantly and, and doesn't really have their own opinion. And then they just sort of do everything to make everybody else feel great. And at the same time, make themselves feel absolutely shit. Yes. Does that sound familiar? Thing is, people pleasing can be so much more than that as well. And I, I started working on my self-development. Oh, my gosh. 12 no more than that 12 no probably 14 years ago yeah um because do you know what happened I actually went for hypnotherapy and I remember this woman saying to me Sally what's your favorite color and you know I didn't know I actually said I I don't know I don't know what my favorite color is and I had I was working in a job like I I was a radio presenter and I absolutely loved my career in radio but at the same time, you're not allowed to talk about, uh, you know, there's obviously th- certain things that you can't talk about. You've got to stick within what the genre of the station is at the time and so on and so forth. And it's not just that, but it was a combination of that and also family life and things that had gone on where I found myself sort of ditching my own choices and ditching my own feelings, thoughts and beliefs and kind of employing those of others to either fit in or keep my job, and but also keep other people happy. So at the same time, I did not even have a favorite color. Like, what's your favorite color? I don't fucking know. I genuinely didn't know. So uh, this is interesting, right? So when I was a kid, and I talk about my family a lot, but what you need to remember is I love my family. Okay. I absolutely love my family. We are not the Waltons; we never have been. There was a period of time, I think, where Sandra, my mother, liked us to sort of come across as the Waltons, but it's all bullshit. It's all bullshit. Um, we've all had a fair share of shits. I am one of four, um, and I am very grateful that my mum and dad are still around at the moment. In fact, they're in America at the minute. Um, they're actually they're staying with my brother and his uh, and his husband, so they're having a fabulous time. So when I was young, I've got a younger sister, Zoe, um, and she lives in Australia. Uh, but um, Zoe, uh, Zoe was the youngest of four. Okay. And I'll never forget. Do you remember penguins? You can still get them nowadays. You no, know, pick, pick up a penguin. <laughs> That's what the advert used to be. <laughs> I can't believe I remember that. A Pick up a penguin. Um, and you used to get a packet of penguins and you'd have like a blue penguin, a green penguin. I think you'd get a yellow one and a red one. Do you remember? Zoe would only eat the red ones. Even though they all tasted the same, Zoe would only ever eat a red penguin. Anything that was red had to be for Zoe. Anything that was red at all had to be. So Sally got green or blue. And when we used to have a yogurt, like you get your munch Bunch yogurts or whatever they were when we were younger. um. Zoe always had to have a strawberry, she had to have the red one. And bless my mum, she's obviously going to do anything for a quiet life because she's got the youngest of four. So that was always it. Zoe always had the red one. So I didn't, as far as I was concerned, I didn't like red that was it because I wasn't allowed the red but in my head I've interpreted that as though I don't like red I don't like red and so when I got asked this question like what's your favourite colour I I genuinely didn't know because I've always been told that I like blue or greens or I actually said I don't know so then I went on this little sort of journey as I'd say what fucking colour do I really like right now you might be sat there thinking I don't know what colour I like because I like a lot of colours to be honest with you but the funny thing is I've always loved red. I've always loved red. Like I've always had this thing for red. And yeah, I didn't even know it. Um, And now I embrace it more than ever because I have a bright red car i mean i have a fucking sexy car anyway but the fact that it's bright red it's got, oh, let me just give you a little bit more of an insight It's bright red with black trim everywhere so it's got like a uh, black alloys All there's no chrome on it whatsoever it just looks absolutely insane it's really beautiful and i get so many compliments about my car um but when I was younger, I remember saying, oh, I really want a red car. I'd like a red car. Oh, you don't want to get a red car. All the paint fades on it. This is obviously in the 80s and the 90s, okay? So yeah, red paint used to really fade and go slightly orange. It's not like that anymore. Um, and it was always that oh, don't want a red car. You don't want red. Red's bad luck. Why is red bad luck? Never understood that one. No, red, um, red, 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 red. Anyway, um, we went to buy this car. Oh, we were ordering this car and everything. And I remember Scott, my husband, said to me, babe, what color do you want it? And I went, I want it bright fucking red. He went, yeah, you look mint. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what's interesting? Listen to this. I get compliments on my car, which is fabulous. And I'm very grateful. Thank you. But also I get people telling me that they could never have a red car. Hmm, that's an interesting one in itself. I'm like, what do you mean you can't have a red oh I I couldn't do that. Oh, I love I love the color of your car, Sally. Oh, thank you. Thanks very much. Yeah, oh, I love it too. Oh, I couldn't do that. Really, why not? Well, I can't have a red car? No, I couldn't have a red car. Why not? And they can't answer me. Half the time they can't answer me, or they come out with an answer that's not really their own. Or oh, well, you know, uh, you know, uh, everybody know uh, I can't have a red car. So you're not going to have a red car because you haven't got the bollocks you just told yourself that you couldn't do that so it's 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 really weird But I find it fascinating uh, that people stop themselves from doing something because it doesn't fit in socially or they 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 can't see themselves, they're not confident enough to have that coloured car. And I I get it if you like, you think, oh, do you know what? I'd love it, but I'd get bored of it. Okay, that's fair enough then. That's a good answer, isn't it? But the fact that, oh, I couldn't do that, I'm not bold enough for that. Well, yeah, you are, you're just telling yourself that you're not. But I just find it fascinating. So yeah, the whole people pleasing thing for me started in the fact that I didn't actually know what colour I li- I didn't know what colour I liked. This is another one. I constantly apologised. I constantly, apo- I'm sorry, sorry. Yeah, sorry, sorry. And I would say sorry constantly. I literally say it constantly, f- even out of context as well. And then obviously I start to work on myself and I'm like, why the fuck do I apologise constantly and I I genuinely was saying it so I was almost like um saying sorry for being Sally why am I saying sorry for being Sally what's so bad about being Sally um but I would apologize if this is another thing so you know when you're going around the um the if you're like in the shopping market or supermarket or wherever and you've got a trolley I would say sorry to somebody who hit me with their bloody trolley and what am I saying sorry for so I go oh sorry and then I actually when I started to become more conscious of it I'd I'd look and I'd go you just hit me with your trolley oh sorry love that's okay all right. If they apologise, great. But I'm not saying sorry for being hit by somebody else's trolley. And do you know what else I used to do? I used to say sorry for not hitting somebody with a trolley, but for getting too close to them. Oh, sorry. Well, I've not done anything wrong. What am I saying sorry for? <laughs> sorry for looking at you. Sorry for walking past you. Sorry for being here. I mean, it got so bad. I actually remember sitting in bed all night, crying my eyes out, thinking, this is years ago I did this. And I was like, why the fuck, Sally, are you so sorry for being you? Because that's really sad. That's really sad. And I stopped doing it. And now, and again, I do chuck in the odds. If I I genuinely am, sorry, I will apologise. But at the moment, we're living in this sort of uh, time where people are being encouraged to be unapologetically themselves. And you might have heard this strap line quite a bit, be unapologetically yourself, be yourself, be yourself. Um, for some people I believe that feel they feel that it gives them a free pass to be a total asshole. other people that uh, they actually want to be unapologetically themselves but obviously they're afraid to and I get that I get that but it isn't a free pass to be a shit um I'm just being unapologetically myself but you look like shit and that top doesn't suit you just saying unapologetically myself <laughs> Gosh, could you actually imagine? But no, I think... That there is an awful lot of messages at the moment, especially on social media. Uh, I mean, massively on social media. There's lots of coaches. There's lots of self-help people who are telling people what to do, uh, advising people to be unapologetically themselves, show up every day as your true self. And, you know, I think there is a lot of messages out there. Now, I'm not knocking anybody if you've got a coach. I'm not knocking anybody if you are coaches. I'm not a coach. I just speak from experience and... Do you know what? I've been around the block a few times. Yes, I have. I'm not afraid to say that. Um, But there's also, say yes, don't be afraid to say yes. And then I was reading the other day, don't be afraid to say no. And it's like, fucking hell, how are there so many mixed messages for individuals uh, that are either on social media or, you know, just actually um, in the workplace nowadays, or not even just that being parents as well. Say yes, say no. It's, it's almost like, how can I phrase this? It's almost like we've lost the trust of ourselves. Does that make sense? So it's almost like we have completely forgotten what our gut instinct is. And we have completely forgotten, um, how to believe ourselves, trust ourselves, and have that confidence that we know better. And that's this is something that I am really embracing in the past couple of years because becoming a mum fuck me you have a massive confidence knock I've had a huge confidence knock and in fact Scott and I had a massive argument the other night I'm not afraid to tell you that we're married we've been married for eight years we've been together for nearly 15 years now it's um it's not all plain sailing you've got to work at it and but at the same time you've got to both want it and I truly truly believe that but yeah we had a whopping argument And he just went, do you know what the problem is with you, Sal? This is how he talks. He's northern and I love him. But you have lost your fucking confidence. Like you've had a massive... And I went, yes, I have. Yes, I have. You selfish bastard. Now, thanks for throwing... (laughs) I like a good argument. Thanks for throwing that in my fucking face. And how are you going to help me get it back? And he said, he went, baby, I can't help you get it back. I'm here for you. But you've got to get it back. And I thought, you bastard. And I have. I have. I have had a huge confidence knock. I know he supports me 110%, um, but becoming a mum, whoa, it's different. It's a different game player. It's a completely different game player. And there's certain things that have going through IVF. Fuck me. That's massive confidence knock because you're, you feel that you're a woman. Obviously, I'm, I'm here as I'm a biological woman. I should be able to have a baby. Why the fuck can I not have a baby? Uh, and then I went through IVF twice. And if you haven't listened to my episodes where I've talked about going through IVF and you are going through IVF, I suggest you have a listen. I've had some seriously nice compliments on them and some great feedback. And I'm not saying that I'm like the guru of fucking IVF. I'm genuinely not. But I'm somebody who has been through it. And I have a three and a half year old who's in nursery today, who is an absolute legend. And he's my gift. Uh, But... I know I manifested and worked my ass off to have my son. But at the same time, I had a huge confidence knock. I had to have an emergency C-section, which left me in hospital very sick for a week. Um, All these things have kind of been little blows along the way. And since I have sort of started to embrace Sally again... Um, I actually realized how much I've lost myself in the whole mix of it all. But she's still there. She's still there. And that's why sometimes I feel like, do you know, what? I need to share little things like this, because every now and again, we have these things that we come across in life that do give us a bit of a blow and they just kind of chip away at you a little bit more and a bit more and a bit more. But you just need to remember that you're still there. You're still there. And out in that world at the moment of social media, there are so many messages of say no, don't be afraid to say no, don't be afraid to say yes. And then, you know, be unapologetically yourself, show up every day as yourself. I don't, I'm not telling anybody what to do. I always say this I'm not a coach, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not here to, so I'm not a self help person. I'm just somebody who is constantly going through this at the moment. And what I do is I take little bits of it all which is what I do. I read lots. I read a hell of a lot, actually, um, and take little snippets of everything. And then I trust myself to make a conscious decision and an intellectual decision as to what I think is going to work for me, um, what I will take on board and use in my everyday life and start to trust my gut again and take things back to me and that is really really powerful shit really powerful shit because we have lost belief in ourselves 100% when especially when you're a parent as well and nobody gives you a book about how to be a mum or or, you know you can read some books if you want to but I didn't I went with my gut feeling when I had Roman and I'm really and don't get me wrong I took advice I listened to my mother-in-law I listened to my mother I listened to Uh, Like I said, uh, obviously, I I choose what I take on board, if you remember that bit. Uh, You know, I've gone to different mums and groups and this and that and everything. But most of it, I've actually, the majority of it, I've trusted my gut instincts. And I think that's really, really powerful that you take things back to basics and just start to believe in yourself a bit more. And as a people pleaser, which is what I was, an ex-people pleaser, you are so busy pleasing everybody else that you like I said you don't even know what color you're like you don't even you don't even know what you want to do yeah where do you like to go on holiday I don't know I don't know I could just go wherever I'm told to go or what the fuck you know this this is genuinely what happens and this whole say yes say no I would always say yes I'd be like oh yeah I can do that or oh yeah I can do that do you know what this (laughs) This is an interesting one (laughs) I'd be having a conversation with somebody and they, I, I, I don't even know, let me give you an example, like somebody who was probably, I thought, just bear in mind, these are my thoughts, okay, I thought was a bit more important than me, uh, was probably a bit more professional than me, and was maybe somebody who I thought was a bit further up the career ladder than me. So somebody who I might have wanted to impress. Um, nowadays, by the way, I'd like to add, I don't give zero fucks. Um, but at the time, I, I, I can recall this sort of, I can like recall a situation where I would have been in, where I would wanted somebody to like me or to be have been impressed by me um and they would have been having a conversation with me and they'd go yeah well you know where this is this place is just south of Norfolk you know that small town and I'd go oh yeah yeah I know where that is yeah no I didn't have a clue and I would actually say it I knew where somebody I knew where somewhere was I I would like what the hell what are you on about why not just say Sally I have no idea where that is where's that but I couldn't I don't know why I would just go yeah yeah I know where that is yeah (laughs) Another one, another one. You'd be having a conversation again with somebody who's a peer. You want to, you know, you, you, want, you want to be in their clan, whatever it is. Um, and they'd go, well, that's John's wife, you know, Becky. And you know her. And oh, yes, yes, yeah. I, I probably didn't even know who John was. <laughs> but I'd still sit there and go, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yes, I, I know Becky. Yes, yeah. Long hair. No, sure, sure. Yeah, sure, she must have had it cut. <laughs> Why was I doing this? Why did I do it? It's actually really sad. On reflection, it's really sad that I didn't have the bollocks or just the confidence at the time to just go, no, I have no idea who John is and I don't know Becky. That person's not going to think any less of me. They'll probably respect me even more for being so honest. So yeah, honesty. Honesty has been a big thing for me. But I guarantee right now, if you are a people pleaser or an ex-people pleaser or somebody who does something to keep everybody happy, you can totally relate to that. Because it's not a little white light. It's just (laughs) the fact that you're just so consumed by it all. You haven't got a clue what you're saying. And I did that for years. I did that for absolute years. Saying I'm sorry constantly. Constantly agreeing with them. Agreeing with people. Things that I didn't believe in. uh, Things that I thought, that's bullshit. I'd find myself going, "Mm, mm," just to not have conflict Because I thought, oh, I like this person. I I don't want to fall out with this person. But it doesn't mean that I have to agree with everything that that person said. And that's how I have ended up with such a small, and I really mean small group of friends, is because I started to stick by my own beliefs. And if I didn't really believe or have the same uh, sort of trail of thought or as I like to say if I wasn't on the same vibration station I'd have to send that person love and move on now don't get me wrong I'm not some sort of fucking lunatic who doesn't socialize with other people that have you know um different beliefs of course I am I've got friends from all over the world completely different cultures different religions completely different beliefs but what I don't want, and this is what I made a decision: if I disagreed with a friend, and they didn't accept my beliefs, well, hang on a minute. So I'm supposed to sit here and agree with everything that you say and think exactly the same way that you think, but I'm not allowed my own opinion. That that's not that's not right, is it? But also, how that's not even a friendship. Friends are people who have different opinions, but also at the same time can come together on uh like another mutual subjects as well um like i've got my my like my best friend haley for example my best friend haley lives in devon there's things that we agree on there's things that we disagree on but we actually have such a wonderful friendship we love each other and respect each other's beliefs um and values and and that's what's called a friendship but there was other friends that i'd had previously to that where if I disagreed with them I was like well actually I don't really think that so you mad Sally what's wrong with you Sally what's wrong with me Mm, let's have a little think there nothing I just don't believe that (laughs) that's it and as soon as I had the confidence to actually think like that and actually change my mindset and trust myself and trust my gut it was a bit of a game changer to be honest very few Christmas cards would be sent from then onwards (laughs) and I got fewer back in return (laughs) I always say it's a confident woman who has about four Christmas cards. <laughs> Isn't it funny like Christmas cards? Christmas cards are a true reflection of your personality. I hardly get any. No, Honestly, I don't. Like birthday cards this year, I had two. <laughs> God, I'm making myself sound like a right bitch, aren't I? I'm not. And I think if you've listened to a number of these episodes now, I think you'll totally get that I'm not at all. I'm just somebody who is just tired of making other people feel great, while at the same time I was making myself feel so worthless. And I think as soon as I realized that, it was a big game changer for me. This has been a completely different type of episode for me today, by the way. This has been something that I've talked about, which I feel really passionate about. Um, and it's something that I've gone through as a people pleaser and an ex-people pleaser. And I really wanted to share it on a different level. And... Um, and I do love talking, as you can tell. But I also love telling stories as well. But at the same time, I like sharing interesting little pockets of information, like I said, that I've come across. Um, because I, I do think that, it's, um, I in fact, I know because I've experienced it that in society, you know there's a lot of people that want you to think, uh, think a certain way and behave a certain way. And you know what? It's okay not to, it's okay not to. Like I don't watch, I don't watch terrestrial TV. I don't watch television. Um, I like, I've met people, you know, just week through going to different mums groups and stuff. Oh, I can't believe that you don't watch that. You can't believe that I didn't watch that. Why? Cause it's shit. That's why I think it's shit. Oh, oh, I don't, think- Oh, listen, if you like watching it, that's up to you. Good luck. That's great. But I don't want to watch it. I think it's shit. Um, yeah. I don't, I don't. That's why exactly why I don't watch telly. I've got far more things to talk about, like how many Christmas cards I don't have. <laughs> <laughs> right. Thank you so much for taking the time out to listen to my podcast. Honestly, I'm so grateful. If you've been listening to quite a few episodes now and you keep coming back and back and back, uh, thank you. And I genuinely mean that. I love a good welcome, a good hi, and a good thank you. So yes, I really appreciate it. If you're not already, make sure that you're following me on social media. It's at AdventuresEverGeriatricMum. You can get me on Instagram and you can also get me on Facebook. Right, have a cracking week. Remember, be unapologetically... Oh, hang on. Be unapologetically yourself but you don't need to be an arsehole. Have a great week and I'll see you soon. Thank you so much for taking a listen to my podcast. Find me on Instagram and Facebook at Adventures of a Geriatric Mum, where there's a link to the podcast that you can share with all your friends. After all, sharing is caring and you and I are best friends now.